0: Welcome to Staying in the Black, a show about teachers and money. I'm Ms. Black, a New York City educator, single mom, and personal finance translator. Join me as I build my runway to retirement. Each week, we'll share actionable steps, resources, and inspiration that educators can use to maximize their benefits and improve their personal finances. Staying in the Black means having more assets than liabilities, and being able to pay off your debt without any problems. Stop living paycheck to paycheck and build a joyful life. Thank you for joining me. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Staying in the Black. So we've been working on just getting an overview of our financial picture In episode 33, we spoke about figuring out your net worth. In episode 34, we discussed how to create your financial plan or your DIY financial plan. And this episode is saying, okay, now I know my net worth. I've written out my financial plan. How do I set a goal? Like, what do I work on first? Why am I working on this? And so, as I said in last week's episode, there is no right or wrong in personal finance. It really is what's right for you and your situation with your family. And so once you set out your plan, you may have to decide what do I need to work on first? And so there are six steps, for setting a financial goal, and we're going to go through them. So the first one is, after reviewing your net worth and your financial plan, what matters to you the most? Is it getting out of debt? Is it funding your emergency fund? Is it saving for your house? Is it paying off your student loans? Paying off your car? All these different things. Is it saving for your child's college education? Or in some cases, is it supporting a parent? You know, many of us are in that sandwich generation where we are taking care of our kids and supporting our parents. So only you know what matters most to you or what is most pressing for you at this time. And That's the goal you're going to work on first. There's no judgment here as to what you do. I know that I'm often very forceful or repeat often that the emergency fund is important, but that's because that was my experience. My emergency fund saved me from a lot of uh, financial pitfalls. And I will also say that it wasn't a true emergency fund probably the first five or six years it was like a cushion account, like if my tenant didn't pay me rent, then I could go to that emergency fund and, you know, make my mortgage payment, which to me at the time was an emergency. But I really got myself to the point where I was like, how do I create this fund so that I don't touch it at all? But I digress. So whatever the goal is and whatever's most important to you, that should be like one of your goals. You also need to look at how long will it take me to reach this goal, right? Is it a short-term, a mid, or a long-term goal? And so, let's talk about short-term goals. Short-term goals can be achieved in one to twelve months. Most of us can wait or work on one to 12 months. And we feel like, oh, we can do it in that 12 months. We've achieved something. Life is good and life is great. So short-term goals could be paying off specific debt. Like you may have multiple debts and you may say, I want to pay off my Visa card and I want to pay it off within the year. You may still have a MasterCard and American Express and some other consumer debt, but you may choose to focus on just one And then you might have a vacation you want to take. And banks often help you with that because you could join something like the vacation fund with your bank and you're just contributing to it automatically. And within the year, you'll have enough money to go on your vacation. It could be, you know, purchasing something like a laptop or a major appliance like a refrigerator or washer, dryer or something like that. All those goals can be achieved within a year. So those are short-term goals. Now if we get to midterm goals, they take more than 12 months. So they t- you know they're anywhere from like you know 13 months to five years. And those are things like card loan debt, overall debt reduction. So if you want to balance say like here's all of my debt together and that's what you see people who are in finance doing, they'll say like, I eliminated $300,000 worth of debt in two years or three years. Very few people say that they've done it in a year. So that's where you get into the midterm debt. It could be like getting an advanced degree or any degree, you know, most degrees, you know, associates degree is going to take you two years, bachelor's four years, master's degrees, mostly like you know, a year to 18 months. So you have various midterm goals that it'll take you time and it'll take you time to pay for them depending on what the ticket price is for those items. And then you have long-term goals. So those are five year plus goals. So whether that be saving up to buy, A house may take, depending on your salary, may take you five years. Paying off your house. I mean, the average mortgage is 30 years, definitely more than five years. You um, may be saving for your child's education. So that, you know, if you're fortunate, you start that really young, but you're going to take 18 years to save up for that. And then the big one, retirement. It takes a long time to put away enough money to be able to retire. So when you're thinking about your goals and you're reviewing your financial plan, you need to say, hmm, is this a short-term, a mid-term, or a long-term goal? And that is going to help you actually set the goal. So first you determine what matters most to you. Then you evaluate how long it'll take you to reach the goal. And now it's time to set the goal. And so honestly, with financial matters, SMART goals are probably the clearest way to do that. And so what is a SMART goal? A SMART goal stands for S, specific, M, measurable, A, attainable, R, relevant, and T, time-bound. So. You have to be really specific about what you want. You have to be able to measure it. And it has to be something that you truly believe you can attain. It has to be irrelevant to what you're doing. And that goes back to the first question. What matters most to you? Like, it's your why. Why do you want to do this? And then the time-bound piece to say, okay, I'm not just going to lollygag with this goal. I am going to set a deadline for myself to meet it. And we're most likely to meet those. Again, may not work first, you know, you might not like it to do it with your students, but it definitely works in the financial realm. And so when you are looking at your goal, saying, I want to save for a down payment on a house. Okay, how much do you need to save? How much time are you giving yourself before you have it? Versus, I will put. $300 a month in a high yield savings account every month for the next three years or four years to make a down payment on a house that costs X number of dollars, whatever that is. Because I mean, if you're putting 20% down versus 3%, that's up to you. And that's why personal finance is, fine, is uh, personal. But having the number that you want to reach and then dividing and then knowing how much you need to save per month to do that will help you really attain that goal. And so using the SMART goal will keep you on track. The other thing about SMART goals is because if you divide it in that way, you'll be able to check in on yourself and say, like, oh, I'm, I'm on the path or I'm not on the path. And so then you set that goal. Now you have to create a budget to support the goal. So yeah, I like you may sit down and say, I wanna save this money in three years. In order for me to save this money in three years, I have to save $300 a month. Well, where is that $300 coming from, right? Or did you get a raise at work? Did you get some type of bonus that putting that money aside is going to be easy? Or are you going to have to adjust your spending in other areas of your budget in order to facilitate your ability to put the $300 into the account every month? So, yes, buying a house is what matters most to you. Saving for the down payment is a midterm goal of yours. And then you set your So, paying the down payment is the most important thing for you. You have set your goal. You know, this $300. Now, when adjusting your spending, you know, you look at that budget and you're like, okay, I'm going to spend less money on um, shoes, buying lunch, getting my hair done, my nails done. I'm a woman. Sorry, fellas who listen. Um, I don't know if you're going to spend money on less money on lunch, or haircuts, on suits, or sneakers, video games, whatever it is that you have to cut. To um, unless I say cut, just adjust. You might not. You you may do it every week. You might have to extend that to every two weeks. You may buy, you know, unlimited number of games in a month. You may have to limit yourself to say, I'm only going to buy one game a month and the money that I'm not spending on the other games, I'm going to put into this account. But once you set the goal, make sure that your budget supports you reaching the goal and then put that money in a separate account. So various banks offer various ways to do that, like a vacation fund the bank sets up that account for you. It's not another fee. You don't have to do anything. The money just goes in there automatically. Fine. Other banks, uh, I think I have a a capital, and I mentioned these places not to say get them because I don't get any money from it, but it's what I use. So capital um, 1360 allows me to have different accounts and just name them different things. And then I can put money in them that way. So depending on Your bank of choice; they may offer it. If they don't offer it, you might want to look for another account. And I always say a high yield savings account. I understand that anybody's, you know, interest rates right now are really low. But choosing a high yield savings account, hopefully, when interest rates go back up, you'll be earning more money on it. And the money is liquid for many of your should be liquid for your short and your midterm. Goals. um, So that when it's time for you to utilize the money, you don't have to sell not anything and like, oh, the market is down and now, you know, I thought I was gonna have this much money and now it's here. Or I am, I put it in um, a business and I can't get it out until this time, or I put it in a home, whatever it is, you know, with someone else. So really think about like what the likelihood of you being able to get that money. Out when you need it. And then so once you have the budget set up, you have the separate account, you can monitor it. And how you monitor it is like you go back to the SMART goal. And because it's measurable, you'll be able to say, Have I gotten where I want to go? And if I haven't, let's look back at my statements and see what I need to adjust to make that happen. How am I successful? And if you're successful, pat yourself on the back and do something special on yourself that may not cost, special for yourself that may not cost money. Um, You might have that extra cookie or something or bake yourself something. Um, But if you have, if you're not on track, you may wanna say like, why aren't I on track? And I would say generally two places to look are the budget, and does it matter most to you? Because it may matter most to you when you initially set the goal, but then something happens and, and your focus shifts to somewhere else. So find out your net worth, create your financial plan, and then use these six steps to set your financial goals. Number one, what matters most to you? Number two, How long will it take you to reach the goal? Number three, apply the SMART goal strategy. Remember that's specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. Number four, create a budget that supports the goal. Five, put the money in a separate account. And six, monitor your progress towards the goal. And remember also to tag your goals. Are they short term, one to 12 months? Midterm goals, 12 months to five years, or one year to five years? Or long term goals, more than five years. So once you set all of those parameters up, you will be able to successfully meet your financial goals. So again, what is the highest leverage step in order to set the goal really is looking at your financial plan, identifying what matters to you most, and then drafting the SMART goal. So I know it's like what's the highest leverage, but once you sit down and draft the SMART goal you to your goal, but you can't do that without knowing where you are, you will more likely be successful in not only setting your goal, but achieving it. So thank you again for listening to an episode of Staying in the Black. I hope that these three episodes really set you on the right track, I've decided to do these around now because it's the beginning of the school year. And as uh, teachers, we start assessing our students, you know, we do those baseline assessments to kind of figure out where they are. And it's so important this year because most of our kids have been out of school for a year, you know, they've been out of the classroom for like a year, a year and a half. And so really, you know, doing a strong assessment on them, which is looking at your net worth is your, is your baseline, right? Just understanding where your money is, that's your baseline. And then coming up with a plan, just like you do with your students, you know, what reading level they're on, what math level they're on, and then you come up with a plan how to get them to where they need to be by the end of this school year. And so because this is your personal financial plan, it may not be the end of the school year, but you have an ultimate goal, whether it's retirement, whatever it is, you know what your ultimate goal is and your financial plan and setting these goals will help you get there. So thanks again for listening to another episode of Staying in the Black. I look forward to speaking to you next week. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us this week at Staying in the Black. Subscribe to make sure you never miss a show and visit our website at StayingInTheBLK.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at StayingInTheBLK. If you like the show, please tell a friend and leave a review in iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Thank you for listening. See you next week when.